the podcast editor here. What does it take to really be happy? In today's episode, Dan poses the question, is happiness a choice? And he talks about a podcast that's had a big impact on his life. I think it's because it completely made me change my opinion on a topic uh, in a really positive way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Dan goes on to talk about expectations and shares the happiness equation. Your happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between the events of your life and your expectations of how life should be. Okay, maybe that's a bit confusing. Luckily, Dan provides us with some actionable steps that anyone can take starting today to improve their happiness. He talks about the happiness flow chart, which is like three levels of happiness. So this is practical stuff you can actually do to go from not happy Mm -hmm. to happy, even if terrible things have happened to you. This is how he did it. Right, let's get the show on the road. This is episode 73 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Is happiness a choice? That is a very big question. And I I think people will disagree on this. I think it's going to be a... Controversial. Yes, it's going to be controversial. But I, I actually, I think, for most people, I think it genuinely is. Um, mm. But I do think uh, there's got to be that caveat. Um, I think, obviously, mental health um, mm. issues are real and there are some genuine chemical imbalances and stuff that can yeah. happen that can obviously make people very unhappy. But I think, actually, fortunately, for the majority of us, I'm going to say it is, in my opinion, Dan. Yeah, I think most people will disagree with you, though. Do you? Because because putting the emphasis on it's your responsibility to make yourself happy, mm. that that then puts the blame, inverted commas, on the person who's not happy. So then it's well, not. So, but so are you saying people won't agree with me because it's a tough pill to swallow if you if you're saying I think it's so. my choice? Yeah, and. I guess the reason we're talking about this is because, um, and I think you've listened to this podcast episode or watched the video. I recently watched a video, which was an interview, that was the best piece of content I've ever consumed in my life. Oh, and I don't say that lightly. Oh, bloody! Hell. Yeah. Is that why you keep sending it to to me in different places? I put it in our family WhatsApp yeah. group, our work Slack. It's just so basically what it is is um, an interview on the Diary of a CEO, Steve Bartlett's podcast, where he interviews happiness expert Mo Gaudat. I think that's how you spell his name. And um, there's so much... Like, I was listening to it and rewinding it, and it made me feel emotional. It made me feel like this information is incredible. I instantly posted everywhere about it, and I instantly obviously sent the video to everyone I know because it was so... And and hopefully in this episode, we're going to unpack what we've learned because you've listened yeah. to it as well yeah i have it. but i so i i thought it was brilliant actually and um full of really great information and perspectives and kind of great information on how i think a lot of us can make ourselves happier um but i do think it's definitely had a massive impact on you like i said because you keep talk you basically since you listen to it you keep talking about it and you you've I, been sending it everywhere so why mm. why do you think that particular podcast had such an impact on you? That's a good question. I think it's because it completely made me change my opinion on a topic uh, in a really positive way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because <laughs> um, before I, I didn't, 
I didn't necessarily think happiness was a choice. I think if someone would have said that, I'd be sort of saying, that's out of order. What, you know, you're blaming all the people who aren't happy on them. On them. That's not fair. Yeah, you know, that, Terrible things happen to people mm. when you're saying it's their fault that they're not happy. And that sounds very harsh, doesn't it? Um, but when you listen to Mo's story and how, and I'll talk you through some of that if anyone's interested, and his, what's happened in his life and what he's now doing, it just goes to show that no matter, matter how terrible the things are that happen to you, you can still be happy. Okay. Um, well, I want to hear about Mo's story then <laughs> okay. because... This is, yeah, it's had a big impact on you and you love it. And I think it's really cool. And now we need to share it with the anchors. So first of all, I, I think, you know, sometimes you listen to podcasts and, um, the, the people speaking just have really interesting voices and ways of speaking. I know this sounds mental, (laughs) but he's just, when he speaks, I like like, a podcast (laughs) because he's, he speaks in a good way. (laughs) No, not like that. Okay. He's really interesting. So first of all, yeah, he's really interesting to listen to. But his his backstory is he was the chief business officer at Google X. Do you know what Google X is? Something to do with Google, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, well done. It's it's basically their kind of specialist department where they do all cre- the crazy projects like self-driving cars and right. um, supplying the world with Wi-Fi with helium balloons and stuff. Um, all these kind of crazy projects. Mm-hmm. And he was heading that up. Incredibly successful guy multi-millionaire um and and you know had everything you'd possibly want in life um yep. incredibly intelligent had a lovely family um but he was incredibly unhappy oh okay yep curveball yeah and he so he basically he got to one point where he just didn't understand how his mind or whatever was making him unhappy when he had everything you could possibly like everything everyone dreamed of he had he had all the fast mm. cars he had a lovely family lovely homes you know Everything you could, you know, you'd think traditionally you'd want, and he was unhappy. And he was, um, he is like a, in the podcast, he explains he's very technically minded. He was a coder, so he uh, started coding from a young age. And he basically wanted to, he had enough at one point, and he wanted to figure out why is he unhappy and how can he be happier. So he kind of treated himself as a project um, with his kind of technical approach to stuff and sort of said, right. I'm going to try and figure out why am I unhappy and how can I be happier? So he went on this journey of um, like reading loads of research, loads of studies. He even did his own studies um, as part of Google to, and, you know, interviewed thousands of people and did surveys and stuff to try and figure out what, why was he unhappy? And from all that research, he eventually um, came up with the happiness equation. Right. So do you want to know what the happiness... I would love to know what the happiness equation is, please, Dan Nelton. And this is a really, really important thing. So the happiness equation is, uh, it says this, your happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between the events of your life and your expectations of how life should be. So, right. Sorry, right. Mm. So it's it, you're talking about the difference between... Expectation, expectation versus reality. What, yeah, what's that? So actually... for example, um, you, you're living your life, Lloyd, and your expe- expectations by this age, you should have um, uh, a wife and five children and a mansion and a Ferrari mm. and you should have planted a billion trees and you're, you know, you're very far away from achieving that so you're unhappy because oh, there's a big me. gap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't achieved all that. 
Whereas if your expectations were you've got a lovely wife and a lovely son and you're you're doing okay, you know, much lower expectations, you're already achieving that. So is, you're... It does, is that not rubbish though? Because surely then everyone could just be like, my expectations are I, um, I don't have to eat manure for breakfast every day. <laughs> and then every day you go, oh, I'm not going to eat shit. And you go, yes, I'm so happy. No, like, surely that's you, just a ridiculous. Just lo- no, but lower your expectations. Like, oh, my my expectations are nothing good's going to happen. Well, he he talks about this, and he talks about um, gratitude being one of the key kind of tools you can use to mm. help bridge that gap. Mm. So you're there thinking, oh, I wish I had a mansion and a Ferrari, mm. but maybe you're thinking, actually, do you know what? Comparatively to the world, I've got food, I've got shelter, mm. I've got support. You know. I'm doing all right. And then that gap starts to close. And by showing gratitude, you can start so to... So it's not necessarily about lowering your expectations because mm. that's what makes you happy. It's like saying it's about making that gap smaller and being grateful for yeah. where you are to to make that gap smaller. And I, yeah, I definitely don't think you should suddenly lower your... Ex- like, for example, we've got big expectations and big goals we want to achieve with this business and mm. in life. And I'm not going to lower that to then try and be happier... I think I, I get every, everyone's different, but I get motivated and feel happiness from feeling like I'm working towards a goal. Yeah. It's the classic kind of, it's the journey, not the result that, yeah. that motivates you. Um, but there is a, there's a next part to this story and it starts to get even more interesting. Okay. So he, uh, on this journey of discovering the happiness equation, his son, Ali, um, went on this journey with him and was a super clever guy and they worked together looking at all, all the studies and things and, and studied together. And then um, I think in the, in the podcast he mentions he was 19 and he went in, his son Ali went in for a routine operation, mm-hmm. really basic operation and the um, doctors and nurses made five mistakes and he died, basically. Right. Mm. A routine operation. So obviously his whole life, you know, sort of, that's the worst thing most people can think of. Yeah. Uh, having a child, your child pass away, basically. Yeah. So obviously, after doing all this research into happiness and get going on that journey and then eventually mm. being happy, and then this happened, it really put his whole theory to the test. Mm. Um, and what I found really interesting was he talks about so when that happened he talks about the happiness flow chart which is like three levels of happiness so this is practical stuff you can actually do yeah to go from not happy Mm -hmm. to happy even if terrible things have happened to you this is how he did it okay so he says level one of happiness so i'll give you an example if if for example your wife um said something nasty to you and in your mind you thought she did Okay, okay yeah. fine. And yeah. in your in your mind, you thought, she doesn't love me anymore. And that makes you unhappy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Level one happiness is, is asking yourself, is that thought in your mind that's making you unhappy true or not? And in reality, if your wife said something nasty to you, I, I doubt it's because she doesn't love you anymore. She may have been tired or there may be other reasons. So level one is, you know, if it's not true, take that thought out of your head completely. And forget it. Because we do tend to, I think, build things up in our own minds of like, you know, oh, my boss said this to me. Mm. That might mean that they don't like me. Or, oh, my wife says 
Lloyd, I really hate it that you look like that. Yeah. And we might think that she doesn't love us. Exactly. And yeah. then we overthink it, right? <laughs> but usually, a lot of the time, it's not true. And you can take that thought out. Yeah. yeah. That's level one. Okay. But let's say it is true. Okay. She this does, is where you go to level two. She doesn't two. love me. Let's say your wife doesn't love you anymore. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure I like this <laughs> <Sorry>. example. <laughs> No, let's just go. Let, just roll with all, it. Okay. Let's say your wife doesn't love you anymore. Okay. But okay? we can, can not say it loads of times. So. <laughs> the second question is, um, can you do something about it? So your wife doesn't love you anymore. Can you do something about it? Yes, you can because you can have a chat with her and say, she Sarah, used to. Wanna... She used to love me, so I could say, oh, what did I used to I'll do? Be, I'll be that guy. I'll lose two stone. I'll <laughs> yeah, be that guy again. Exactly. So that's the second question. Mm. Can you do something about it? Now, in um, Mo's case, mm. the answer to that was no. Mm. So his son has obviously passed away. Was it true? Yes, it was true. So he had to go to level two. Yeah. Could he do something about it? He couldn't. You know, there's nothing you can do to bring anyone back, unfortunately. Yeah. So then you go to level three and he calls this like the Jedi level of happiness. You know, if terrible things have happened to you and you have to go past those two stages, mm. what's level three? So he calls level three committed acceptance. Okay. And this is where you ask yourself, can I accept what's happened and start to do something to make my life better despite its presence? Mm. So you're completely accepting that that's the thing. So something horrible's happened. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And now what I'm, can I'm, I'm going to accept that that horrible thing's happened and try and take action to... So in his case, yeah. he's now on a mission to make one billion people happy. Mm. He's written... A book, can't remember what it's called, but he creates loads of content. Good research. <laughs> I can't. I did actually. <laughs> it's been too long. Um, and he he's on a mission now to go out to the world, and he he feels some level of uh, sort of satisfaction in in the mm. sense that although this terrible thing has happened to him, mm. he's now going to use that and go out to the world and make the world a better place, and that's really. And I think that would be very difficult to do. I don't think that's easy at all, which is why I guess it's level three. Um, but again, the, these kind of things feel like they're easier said than done when you haven't experienced that. Yeah. Like we're talking about, is, is happiness a choice? But yeah. we're not going through terrible things. You know, yeah. we've got food and shelter and but support. But I think those three steps that you talked about, even just knowing that, and I know that um, this guy, what's his name? Mo 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 Gaudat? Yeah, Mo. Let's say Mo. Yeah, I know. There's obviously a lot more to what he talks about, but then these three steps are the kind of the basis Mm. of a lot of it. But I think even with those things, that first step of is it true? I think a lot of the times when you actually ask yourself Mm. that, it's not because you 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 something's true. So like Sarah didn't like that I. I left your clothes on the floor. Yeah, I, I left the clothes on the floor. And then I start thinking like, oh, she's going to leave me. <laughs> and actually, she's... Is she, she going to leave she, you? She's you're... probably not. <laughs> it depends how long I, I <laughs> yeah. do stuff like that for. But I think we do yeah. build stuff up in our head and then that becomes the thing and that's not actually true. Yeah. It's because sometimes you worry about all the things that could happen yeah. or could be true, but it's none of that stuff's true. And I also think like, I think we're very lucky because, and I don't know, I'm speaking for you, but I, I sent, I feel like we're quite happy. Hmm. Um, but I, I do, I do, I'm trying to like uh, put myself in the shoes of someone who's unhappy and think, what would I do if I really wasn't feeling happy? And I'd be trying to proactively do something to better it, 
if that makes sense. To better it. Not What's to better name? it, but to, to get out of that. that. Like, for example, mm. something sometimes, sometimes I do, do feel unhappy. Yeah. You know, you don't feel great. Mm. The, the 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 thing I do exercise makes me feel like playing squash with you. Yeah. Sometimes I felt tired and mm. really not in a good mood and just everything's pissing me off. Basically, mm. we go play squash for like forty five minutes. Yeah. Feel amazing. Yeah. And it's obviously the chemicals and stuff that are being. I think also and- knowing that um, you know, speaking outside of the world of mental illness and of kind of the how the the brain is supposed to work, mm. I think. People say like, oh, you're a happy person or you're an unhappy person. Those feelings are things that come and go and change over Mm. time. Like a lot of people say like, oh, I am unhappy or Mm. I am happy. In reality, each day, I probably feel happy and unhappy like 50 times each. Mm. And it's it's like they are normal emotions to feel like something negative happens and you start to feel unhappy. Um, And then if you have techniques like this or if you're fortunate enough to have lots of positive things happening at the same time, you can go up and down. So I think sometimes sometimes there's kind of the label on it like you have to be this thing Mm. when in reality the the mixture of emotions changes all the time. And in in the podcast, he actually talks about unhappiness and he says we need unhappiness. Unhappiness is natural. Mm. And he he talks about unhappiness is your body telling you that something isn't quite right or your brain Mm. telling you something isn't quite right and you need to change something. Because, you know, like if if you didn't have that feeling, there'd be things going on and that, you know. You'd just be out there murdering people and going, oh, this is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a mental example, but... Yeah, it's one of those natural things that you're, hmm. you know, like when um, in the caveman days when you the fight or flight thing when you're getting attacked by a lion. You, yeah. you know, if you just felt happy that a lion was like gouging your eyes out. Yeah. Oh, this is That's brilliant. Not gonna help you, you would, is it? No, it's whereas yeah. this that unhappy feeling kind of triggers you to. So, are you happy, Dan? I say so. Good. Yeah. Are you? I say so. <laughs> are you? <laughs> um, yes, I am. Yeah, I think I I've definitely recently let things make me feel unhappy more often than I would have liked, um, and like felt uh, mainly things to do with work and the business, mm. feeling stressed about things and unhappy unhappy about things that I I didn't want to be like they were. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think listening to that podcast and what you've been talking yeah. about has has actually really helped with that as well and putting perspective on things and knowing um asking those who is it true or mm. you know like there's constantly i think when you run a business there's constantly worries of like what if this happens what if this happens what if this happens and that whole thing of oh is it true it's like no it's not true you think about loads of things mm. that an infinite amount of things that could yeah. be a truth at any point in the future yeah. but probably won't um, that's where the choice comes in though because you you can't choose what happens to you in life like mm. everything that happens to you you know good and you bad can't things be happen in control of that. Yeah. but you can choose the way you react to them mm. and i think listening to this this is why i like keep banging on about this interview because it made me it made me think and i sort of envisioned terrible things happening in my life and then i thought now i have a kind of proactive approach mm. i'd follow when that happens which is do you know what as well? I remember being in my early 20s mm. and I remember thinking if I if I find someone that I love and they love me and we have a child mm. I will have everything I could possibly want and I'll be the happiest person alive. Mm. And the reality is 
I've got that because I'm really fortunate. Mm. Um, and but then your brain just goes on to is like, yeah, got that. Okay, now <laughs> I want this. <laughs> I want this stuff. I want more than that. <laughs> yeah. I think when you look at it and go, actually, it's there's, there's thing, not. If you think about it, there's not much you genuinely need mm. to feel happy. If you think about it, like if I have Leo and Sarah. Mm. Yeah, you could lose your money and your house and stuff. Like in the end, you'll be yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, what do you, outside of this interview we both listened to, do you have any tips for happiness, or like anything that if someone's not feeling happy, that other than obviously listening to that interview, because seriously, mm. definitely after listening to this, go yeah. and yeah. Well, I think yeah. Listen to that interview. Obviously, if you're really feeling unhappy and you feel there's nothing you can do about it, then speak to a medical professional or doctor and speak to friends and stuff. But, um, I the whole gratitude thing. I know we've spoken about that before. Putting perspective on things, um, is a big thing for me. And like you're saying, that whole thing of your expectation. It's weird. Like so, say, um, oh, I want to have five million pounds in the bank mm. and then so so i don't i definitely don't <laughs> um so you feel like oh i'm sad yeah and then say say you've got some thing of like oh i'm gonna build this business and i'm gonna have i'm gonna have five million in the bank mm. and then something changes and you go oh i'm only gonna have two million in the bank mm. and at that point you feel sad but then as so soon, as, soon as you realize as soon yeah. as you go like Actually, yeah. If as soon as you forget the five minutes, go, wow, having like two million pounds in the bank, that is absolutely amazing. And then you realign those expectations. Mm. Uh, so I think I'm better now at realigning my expectations. So if something yeah. disappoints you or something doesn't go quite Put right, quite quickly go in, okay, let's have a mm. new goal or new, new, new expectations yeah. rather than dwelling on that. Like, oh, I mm. didn't get my dream job yeah. at Google. Um, but I got a wicked then, job on Facebook. Yeah, then you're like, a, oh, I'm going to apply for these eight jobs that are for these really interesting companies. It'd be mm, really cool. And that's yeah, my new yeah. expectation. Let's try and do this. So quickly realigning the expectations, I think, has been big for me mm. in the last few years. There's a real life example of that. Someone we know, who I won't mention, mm. um, found out that they were uh, going to be getting a chunk of money back because there was an error in their investments. And they, uh, their friend, the same error happened to their friend and their friend got back like 160,000 and they, they thought- Pounds. They, pounds, like a huge amount of money. Not pence. And they, Bloody and they, hell. this person thought, um, right, looking at their investment level, I'm probably going to get around 100,000 pound back wow. because there was an error. Hmm. And then they actually found out they only got like 40,000 back and they were sad. Yeah. When, when really, Whereas if, if you, you look at it, you've just got £40,000 for, for nothing. And if you didn't know the about that thing. other thing that made you think you're going to get 100000 <laughs> you've basically won the lottery. Yeah. You've got £40,000. Yeah, it's weird having the expectations higher first makes that yeah. an unhappy thing rather than a happy mm, thing. Yeah. That is crazy. Just goes to show. It's that expectation mm. versus reality. Yeah. Interesting. Have you got anything else you want to talk about for this episode, Dan? No, I just other than please go and watch that interview it's on youtube mm. and on apple and spotify and everything steve bartlett's the diary of a ceo mo gowda interview and it will change your life nice we hope you're feeling happy we hope you're not feeling too blue this week and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the business anchors podcast see you then